On this week's episode of Be Uncommon, we have a very special guest and one of the most badass dudes on the planet. From special operations to Chicago SWAT and now building an entire movement called We Go Home, Trung Nguyen. This conversation really inspired me just being a part of it and I can't wait to share it with you guys. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Be Uncommon. Luke Bakkenstead here with the man, the myth, the legend, Caleb Fossil, my best friend, partner in crime, the most creative person on the planet. And today we have a very, very, very special guest. I am so excited to introduce you guys all to Trump. What's up, guys? Glad to be on. It's an honor. Appreciate you guys having me on. So hey, where are you originally from? We're going to get into all that you've done because you are one of the most impressive people <laughs> that I've had the pleasure of talking to and meeting and watching content from but so where are you originally from i'm originally from vietnam man uh born i was born out there so that's where i was originally from came to america when i was three so okay so when you came to america where did you move yeah so you know because of the whole vietnam war the the disruption of the south and north and the communist regime taking over a lot of our uh people fled and we, my family was one of them, you know, and uh, it was my mom. She was a single mom, my two sisters. We came over here as refugees. Uh, we, we relocated in Chicago, and I've asked my mom later on when I grew up, like, why Chicago? She was like, because uh, I asked the people in, uh, you know, I was like, hey, where does it have four seasons? And they're like, Chicago. She's like, okay, let's go to Chicago. So I was like, okay, I guess that's... That's rad, actually. Yeah. That's kind of an awesome yeah. story. It's a great way to land there, that's yeah. for sure. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Okay, so what is your story? Because I, I know a bit about it. Uh, Special Forces, SWAT, just brilliant business owner. So but hearing your story, that's, that's how it first started. But how, how did you... Was there a story before Special Forces, maybe in high school, like... Were you a good student? Were you an athlete? Like, let's start from high school and move forward. And, like, start from there. Yeah. So, um, you know, when we came here to America, we didn't get a choice on where we uh, get got to live, right? So we, they put us in a really, uh, like, very poor, very gang infested area. So I grew up in like literally the hood for uh, over a decade. Wow. I grew up like around uh, drugs being sold, lots of gangs. We lived literally in the middle of two rival gangs. So at that time in Chicago, we have Latin Kings and we have Vice Lords on the other side. And we literally, uh, our, our home was like, our, our apartment was like in a, in a corner of this freaking war zone that we that I was constantly uh, uh, put on and, and, and basically like, uh, you know, seen every single day growing up. And um, yeah, man, it, it was just rough. You know, I didn't have like a, a collegiate, uh, you know, upbringing. Uh, my mom was a single mom. She, right as soon as she landed, a week right as soon as uh, a week from landing in Chicago, she literally looked for work right away to provide for our family still back in Vietnam. My grandma, my grandfather, my aunts, my uncles, and 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 now us too. So literally, my sisters were the ones who taking care of me. So I I didn't grow up being able to play any sports because I had no one to sign me up for sports. I had no one to uh, push me that route. So I was really a skinny kid growing up, man. A skinny kid. I was picked on a lot because we were poor, and I, I was wearing girl clothes because we didn't have money. We were, we were going to like you know the Salvation Army, and my mom would just like buy girl clothes for me, and and, and whatever that was donated, that's what we wore. And I, I grew up like um, not not really a, a a great childhood per se, but you know that really molded me into you know the person I am today. So all the way up to high school, I was you know. 
hung out the wrong crowd because I was was always looking for that father mm -hmm. figure and you know th that I didn't have and at that time you know I was doing dumb things not in a gang but you know stupid teenage oh, yeah. things and 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 uh, yeah man so that's that, that was my high school life man I from from all the way from uh, getting in from Chicago all over here it was just it was really rough. Um, but like I said, it, it really molded me into the person I am today. That's so. incredible, man. That's that's just moms are the best. Mom, moms <laughs> are just superheroes. Uh, when did you join the military? Uh, so, you know, finishing high school, we, uh, I was kind of lost. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, then 9-11 kicked off, you know, and that really, like, set a tone for me. I, and I saw that, you know, I was like, oh, my God, that's that's nuts. And, and that really hit me hard because, um, you know, this country gave me a lot, it gave us a lot of opportunities. And, and I felt like it was the right thing to do as an American and, and, and fight for this country. So that's when I decided to uh, join the military. Uh, funny story, though, I didn't tell my mom until like um, two weeks prior to being shipped out. So oh, I, I went, I snuck away. I, I, yeah, I, I snuck away and I, I signed the, the contract. She didn't know about it. And uh, one day, one night, I took my mom and my family and my girlfriend at the time out to dinner. And I, I told her, I broke the news, like, hey, just to let you guys know, I'm shipping out to the uh, to Fort Benning in two weeks. And, you know, my mom, typical Asian, she started crying. She's like, well, we can't be a pharmacist. You couldn't be a lawyer. You know? <laughs> I was like, yeah, so it was. Do, do you think your upbringing as a child and going through all those hard times, um, you know, all the adversity that you faced early in life kind of shaped you and got you prepared for when you kind of stepped foot into, into the military or was it still kind of like a whole nother world? You know, honestly, it, it did kind of prepare me a little bit because uh, mm -hmm. it made me mentally, I was already kind of mentally tough from what, from my upbringing yeah. and, and it just transitioned into uh, the military and, and I didn't join just, just to join, you know, I joined with, with a, a, a calculated thought cause I wanted to be, I wanted to be a ranger, you know, and the reason I, I, I wanted to be a ranger was cause my mother's friend, her son was a Lieutenant. And she, at that time we still had VHS. That's how old, that's how fucking old I am. <laughs> uh, so she, uh, she sent my mom a copy. It's like, Oh yeah, my son just graduated ranger school. So she sent me the VHS and my mom said, you should watch this. So she, I popped it in and, and it was like ranger school. And, all this stuff and i uh after that i was like dude yeah this is something i want to do and i went to uh barnes and nobles and i started looking up like army ranger and and, and like what wow. they do and what, and what they're what they're about and i started like do research like dude this is something i wanted to do so that was on top of what happened with 9 11 was what kicked it off and i yeah i went in with the ranger contract can you uh kind of talk about that process of because i don't really know a lot about that as far as so you joined, you signed the contract, and then how did you work your way up into being a ranger? So you, you can, uh, as a civilian, you had an option to sign like a, 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 a basically an option 40 contract, which means that you have a chance to try out to be a ranger. So you, you join as an, an infantryman. You have to go to uh, infantry school, which is in Fort Benning. Then you went to advanced infantry school, which is still at Fort Benning. And from okay. there, you, you go to jump school, and you go to, uh, at the time, it's called RIP, Ranger and Doctrine Program. Okay. Now, now, if you don't pass that, then you're you're basically at the mercy of the big army. They'll send you anywhere the fuck they need you. So, okay, it was a really good recruiting tool for the army at the time because they needed bodies. You know, mm -hmm. they, they would put on these sexy videos for you know special forces. A lot of people don't know special forces green berets. 
Yeah. Special operations is, you know, Army, uh, the Rangers, the, you know, okay. 160. So, so that's, that's where the difference is. Okay. So, okay. So, so at the time, they, they did the 18 x-ray contract, which is for special forces, and they did the RIP contract. But that's, a, that's that was, you know, the Army is pretty smart, man, and so is the Navy and all of them, because the, the, the attrition rate is really high of mm -hmm. people failing out. So now you're locked into this contract. So regardless, yeah. you don't pass. The Army owns your ass. Or, or three to fucking five years, you know what I mean? So yeah, I think that so that's a really good recruiting tool for them. Yeah, I mean, if you're passing that, you're one of the most badass dudes on the planet. So I mean, it's fucking crazy. I don't see very many people that are passing that. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> for sure. And I uh, I've actually I've heard Goggins actually talk about that he did he was like the marketing face for that in the Navy. And he was, uh, and I've listened to a bunch of like not like the typical viral interviews. I mean, I've watched those too. Um, but he's a big inspiration for for the Uncommons in general, and this Be Uncommon podcast, and also like especially me personally. Um, so I've definitely I've dove in really deep into some of his like really deep gnarly podcasts, and he like did it and was proud to do it. But like it was super gnarly, and he also said that he was like, but the Navy, some smart motherfuckers, really smart marketers. Brilliant business people that have to represent the Navy, and like, it's funny. Like as business people, where we sit back and like, okay, like those those people, there are people that are never going to serve, but they're on like the marketing department of the Navy and of this, uh, you know, of every single form of the military and branch of the military. Where it's like, that's actually got to be a really really difficult job to go like to go home and like go to sleep at night and be like, I, my job is to like convince these younger kids that this is the right decision for the rest of their life. So now that you bring it up, I'm like, actually, yeah, that's, they're really talented, but that's, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. You know, it's funny you brought in about the marketing nowadays, like, you know, back then recruiters slowly, slowly rely on like going out and passing out flyers and trying to like sell this sexy job. But, you know, I was telling a lot of these guys who are on Instagram who are like, you know, former this, former that. I was like, man, the, the army, the Navy should pay us. Because we're, we're pretty much just are the recruiters for them. For so, sure. You know, no, absolutely. Because the followers of followers like, oh, man, yeah, you know, I want to be a ranger. I want to do this, you know, because mm -hmm. they, they see what we do. And it's just like, man, that, that's now their, the, the military's recruiting tool is like they don't even really have to do it. They, they, they have people who are on Instagram who, who live that life and uh, their followers wants to, uh, you know, kind of almost walk the path of that, 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 uh, that journey, too. For sure, and it can become that slippery slope where it's like some people can glamorize it, and then, which is another reason why I love following you. Like even I will get into the entrepreneurship stuff, but like you as a person, where like you are so brutally honest and transparent and purposeful and intentional in your content of like, no guys, this is this is real life. Like this, it's not in the movies. <laughs> real life is not just SEAL Team Six, like where it's everybody's a hero. It's like no, real life is sometimes people don't come home. That's the real life, and that's like the purpose that you bring into it which we'll get into, which is like why it's so inspiring. Every time you speak, I'm like, all right, everybody shut up for a second. Like I got to listen to this. This is going to bring, I'm going to get value out of this right now. Yeah. Oh, sure. I appreciate it, man. I think it's important to be real in there. You know, I think a lot of people lose themselves on social media, especially when they start getting followers. Mm -hmm. And I, and I'm not, I don't, don't get me wrong. I'm proud of what I did in the military. I'm proud of, you know, my past and my accomplishments and whatnot, but that's not, I'll never hang my head on that. You know, and I'm a firm believer in that. I'm not going to be like that varsity high school player who still wears his Jersey or his fucking leather jacket in, in, in his <laughs> late, in his late forties, it's like, oh yeah, you know, I was I played varsity football in high school, and now he's like a fat fuck, and he's not doing anything. <laughs> I always and I always tell people, dude, you know, it's cool, man. Don't get me wrong. If you're a fucking ranger, you're a special, you know, you're you're Green Beret, 
a CCT, whatever the hell you are, I'm glad that you're doing that. But what are you doing now as a human being? Who are you now? What are you contributing now? I think that's way more important than just hanging your hat. And that's why you will never uh, see me tag, like put hashtags like Rage is Lead Away or, or SWAT or anything like that. Because I, I, I'm a firm believer that that's not who, what makes me. That's not that's what defines me as a person because of, of my accolades. I want people to, to, to well, you know, not really I respect, but, you know, like understand that, hey, I'm a human being and, and this is who I am. And this is what I, I bring to the table to contribute to you guys. Not because, oh, I'm a former this. I, I did this. I did this. That you guys should put me on a fucking pedestal and, and, and oh, hero worship me, which I fucking hate. I, I think it's awesome because, I mean, just from I never met you personally, but even just talking through this, I can feel your intent and your purpose. And you even said when you join you had a purpose, you wanted to be a ranger. And I, I keep staring at the sign behind you where hard work isn't enough. And I think going into those places, you weren't obviously looking for the accolades. You saw 9-11, you had a purpose, you wanted to fight for your country. And then, like you said, continue being a human being to still help and give back any way you can. Um, and that hard work is not enough. I mean, can you kind of talk about, because I'm sure that you reached some points in you know, the ranger school and, and joining the military and even as an entrepreneur, all that stuff where hard work only takes you so far and that you got to dig a little deeper. Yeah. Hard work is not enough, man. And, and I, love, I love looking at this. You know, it's like, think about Muhammad Ali, how great he was. You, know? you could be like, I could be in the fucking gym every day and punching the bag every day, but that's not enough. And I could be like, oh man, I busted my ass for like eight hours punching this bag. But you got to be calculated. You have you got to have a strategic plan to back up your hard work. So that's why, to me, that resonates so much, and it, that falls into everything you do in life: business, uh, seeking a path in, in, in law enforcement, seeking a path in whatever you do. You have to. It's it's a big pie. It's not just oh this one thing that I'm concentrating my energy on. You have to be calculated. You have to understand. Uh, the, the do's and don'ts, you have to understand how much effort you have to put in each piece to have it all come together for you to be successful, to be great, to, to, to excel in what you do. And, you know, guys like, you know, I always bring up, like, you know, like you said, the Goggins, uh, fucking, you know, uh, Andy Frisella, all these guys, you know, they, they're, they work hard. There's mm -hmm. people who, guys who, there's, you know, there's people who bag uh, groceries who work double shifts. They work hard. But what's yeah. the difference? Yeah. It's the, it's the mindset. It's the education. It's what are you doing to, uh, to you know, uh, bring that hard work with you. you know, it's not just hard work. It's everything else that comes with it that makes you successful. And I love that you touched on, on all that because a big thing that we talk about is like how you do anything is how you do everything. And that's pretty much kind of what you just what you just stated. And I wanted to ask you when hard work isn't enough, what do you tap into to keep going or what kept you going in those hard moments of, you know, if there's anything specific that came up or any time through ranger school or your time in the military that's come up, like what kept you going? What was your why? What did you tap into? Yeah. So I think in the beginning, I, I, uh, being so young and inexperienced, I, I believed in motivation. Right. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm getting motivation is going to get me through everything. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Motivation. Mot motivation. It's like one of those things that's like just being happy or sad. Yeah. It comes, it, it, you know, it comes and goes, right? There's days we wake up, we're fucking motivated. Yeah, let's get after it. And there's days we wake up, we're like, fuck, I'm so tired. I, you know, I've worked till like 3 a.m., yep. you know, or whatever it's going through, you know, per your personal life and everything like that. But I realized that for you to get through anything and, you want, and, and for you to be successful, you, ha you have to be disciplined. 
And that's the one thing you have to rely on, regardless of how you feel in the morning, regardless of how your day is, regardless of what the hell's going on. You have to be focused and you have to be disciplined to know, like, I have to accomplish X, Y, and Z for me to get to that next step. And if you don't have that discipline uh, to back you up, then you know what? If you slowly, solely rely on motivation or any other things, then you're, you're going to fail. Because, like I said, the motivation is, is, is an emotion. You, you don't want to base things off an emotion. You know what I mean? You, you want to base things off of, of, of things like discipline. Where you're you're able to like no matter like I, like I, I touched on you like what I told you guys is like you just got to be disciplined to be able to accomplish the goals and everything you want to do so that so that you can get it done. Yeah, I mean motivation is kind of like a like a morphine drip, right? I mean you, you can do a little little bit here, a little bit there, and then you know what you need a little bit more to get going, a little bit more to feel better, a little bit more, and then all of a sudden it's only you're only seeking motivation and you're not actually doing any of, of the fucking work, right? And I mean, I am for sure. I used to be guilty of, of that, where it's like, if I did not watch a, two, three, four motivational videos before I would do anything, I wouldn't do it. And all of a sudden, one day I didn't have Wi-Fi, and all of a sudden I didn't go to the gym. And it was kind of like, whoa, wait, I'm relying on that to get going. Like, I want to be really effing good at what I'm trying to do. That should be enough for me. But like, it. But I, I feel like a lot of people, especially younger people, like when you're so easily influenced by the socials and stuff, it's very easy to fall into like the unless I get my motivation fixed, you know, like uh, I'm not going to do it. So it's, I, and I think maybe some young people actually have to go through the, Oh shit. I just caught myself fucking up. I'm calling myself out. I feel like at least I went through that and called myself out. And that was like the, the switch right there for me. But I, I had to fuck up first and I had to be like, dude, I'm being a bitch right now. That's what's doing. That's what's happening. We're, we're a creature of habit mm -hmm. and you, and you want to build good mm -hmm. habits and you get and one of the good habits you should build is it's, it's again, discipline. Because there, there will be days when you're not going to be motivated. There's going to be days that you're not going to want to do, uh, write a thousand emails or, or do your work. But you gotta, you gotta be fucking disciplined to sit there and realize you gotta be. I always tell people, don't look at the fucking shoreline. Look at the horizon. Be that, be that type of person to see the end goal. Like this is where I want to be. This is where I want to head. And for me to get there, I have to fucking put in the work. I have to be. Uh, 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 up later to complete lists, to do that, to do something that I do not want to do. Cause I understand the bigger picture than just looking at uh, being selfish of like, Oh, you know, I can do it tomorrow. You know, that, that type of uh, weakness. So. Yeah. I think you're, you're sacrificing what you want now for what you want later in life. Correct. You know, and I, you hit it on the, on the head. I was going to ask you when those emotions do pour in and you said you can't make decisions based off emotions. How do you, do you have a routine? Do you have a specific thing that that keeps you disciplined? Like if, if there's things starting to kind of come at you, how do you continue to stay disciplined and not veer off? Yeah, so that I'll, that falls into like like what I'm doing now as, as a SWAT officer. You know, um, there there's times where we, we go to like these SWAT jobs and it's like literally like a hostage situation and just things are emotions are flying everywhere. You know, and you have to literally be Focus on the game plan, focus on the objective of saving that person's life, of making sure this ends well, even for the uh, offender, the suspect, right? And for you to be able to do that, you, you have to be able to concentrate and focus on, on, on that, that specific goal. So for, for me, when, it, when it, I take that and I, I apply that with everything I do in my life, the days when I'm not motivated, like I, I focus 
on on that on, on the goal that I have to do at hand. I, I see it as like a terminology. You know, uh, what I'm what I'm trying to do now is like it's an elephant, right? And how, how are you supposed to eat a fucking elephant one bite at one a time? One bite at a time, right? So that, that's how I see it. And how do you take a room? How do you take uh, uh, like you know? How do you flow into a room and and lock down a room and be able to take out the suspect and save the hostage? use of flashbangs, uh, breach the door, uh, have fucking teammates, you know, every, all that. How do you do that? One, you got to eat that one pie at, the, at a time. And so that's how I see uh, relating this to what I'm doing now or anything that you want to do in life. You got to, you, if you let, if you look at everything, all, all the things at one, you, all, all the things at once, you're going to be overcome with like, oh my God, I have to do all this. But if you, if you slowly just take piece by piece and be like, okay, I need to get this done. And once I get that done, okay, I need to get this done. Once I get this done, I need to get this done. And that's how I do it. I, I get this laser-like focus mm-hmm. on myself, and I concentrate on completing that one task at hand. And once that one task at hand is complete, that's when I move on to the next task and complete that and so forth and so forth. Yeah, yeah. I love that's, that. That's, like, really helpful. Uh, I, I take a lot of um, – I mean, we just talk about motivation, but more of, like, inspiration because I define them differently, at least in my own mind, of, like uh, – taking correlating things um, that other people are doing to my own life. And the, the idea of when I'm overwhelmed <laughs> by a situation, the stakes for uh, a lot of the things that I get overwhelmed for, and this isn't like me looking at you and like putting you on that, that pedestal. It's like that, but the stakes of mine versus the stakes of you clearing a room with your team and you and, and the person whose life you're trying to save, it's just like puts the stakes at per, in perspective for me. And that it's always helpful to like look at perspective from how people are like, handling different situations and what their objectives are and how they're breaking things down. And it's always, even though the perspectives are different, your thought process is the same framework that I should be taking in some of my things too. And it's like, interesting. I, I like to like correlate between the two. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like when I, when I teach a new student CQB close quarter battles, a lot of them are, they get this tunnel vision, right? They get overwhelmed when they, when they enter a room because there's so much fucking going on. Even yeah. if it's like, like, like a, a flat target is not shooting back at them. They get the stress. They get the stress inoculation, and, they, and, their, and their tunnel vision is closed, and they, they don't see anything around, and just and they just they're worrying about too many things. And I tell them, hey, one piece at a time, handle one one task at a time, and that's how you're going to be able to open up your vision and 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 really see the bigger picture. But if you let all these little all things from every angle uh, overcome you, and you're you're just going to lose it, and you're you're not going to be able to concentrate on one thing. And that's how. Um, you know, I, I, I always, that's how I, I re- tell people how to get better is, is that. Yeah, that's amazing. And what kept coming into my head was like a video game, like where you hit a checkpoint and then there's the next checkpoint and the next checkpoint, because I did the same thing where I have all these goals and these dreams and I'm like, I want to attack everything and it comes all at once. And then I don't know where to take the first step, you know, so to put it in perspective, I think that's amazing. And the, the question that, that came up for me was just kind of going about your life. So we... We became an army ranger, and then what led you to to join in the SWAT? Yeah, and um, so to backtrack a little bit, you know, I grew up in the hood. I was playing basketball out in the streets, right? And there's there's this patrol car that stopped, and he stepped out the car, you know, and he's like, "Hey, I'm officer such and such, you know, I, I patrol this neighborhood, you know, if you uh, if you need anything, here's my business card. You can always contact me. I'm here for you." So that really affected. I was like, "Holy shit!" So this officer 
took the time out to step out of a squad car to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And that really, like, I was like, dude, I want to do something like that. You know, I want to serve this community. I wanted to serve the community. So taking that, I already knew I wanted to be law enforcement. But here's the funny thing. Uh, I took my niece out to go watch SWAT. You remember the movie SWAT? Yeah, yeah. With fucking Colin yeah, like, Farrell. Yeah, dude. So I, I, I watched that movie with my, with my nieces in the theater. And as, as lame as it sounds, we're sitting there and I was watching it. I was like, I told her, I was like, hey, this, you know, I, I, I was like, hey, there's two things I want to do. I was like, I'm going to be an army ranger and I'm going to, I'm going to join the SWAT team. You know, and yeah. that literally is what, that's what literally led me into first being interested in, interested in SWAT. But then I started to really uh, dive into like the job of a SWAT officer. I, I then that's that's even that's where I took a more liking into it because now I understand you know in that position and in, in that in that field, I'm handling something that a, a, a regular patrol officer cannot handle. So now they're giving that responsibility to me, mm-hmm. uh, a life and death situation, an active shooter, a, 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 you know, a terrorist situation, a hostage rescue situation that now you're, you're, you're put in a more uh, dangerous environment, but more responsibilities. And you have to solve those problems. And to me, I, I like solving problems. I, I feel like, uh, you know, being put under pressure, it doesn't, it doesn't break me. You know, it's how some people, when they're, when they're, they, they put, when they're put under immense pressure, there's always two types of people. There's one that will just crash and just break down and freeze up and, 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 and don't know what to do, right? And there's those who just overcome it and, and be able to, to meet that and exceed that. So I, to me, pressure is something I, I love. I, lo- I love being in pressure. That's how I work. I, I feel like that, that, that's where I'm, I'm best at is under pressure. So being a SWAT officer, that's really caught interest in me, like being an Army Ranger, you're put under immense pressure. Can you handle it? Can you do your job under all these circumstances? Or are you going to fucking fail? And that's what really attracted me to the, to the, to those professions. I think that may be the first time where uh, somebody has ever answered my follow-up question right before I asked it. <laughs> and my follow-up question was going to be like, what called you into entrepreneurship? Because we're, we're going to get into your brand, which I'm obsessed with and I love so much. And uh, so I have to tell a quick story. So you just talked about two things there. You love solving problems, and you can handle and you love pressure. You can ha- and you can handle it really well. And one of my mentors, uh, probably the smartest business person I've ever met in my life, he's a family friend of mine, Taylor Holiday. Um, he's started multiple nine-figure businesses. He's a brilliant guy. And he used, he just uh, always told me he was like, the only way you should define yourself as an entrepreneur is a problem solver under pressure. That is the only way you should define yourself. He's like everything else falls under that. So you literally, what I was going to say is like, what called you into entrepreneurship? And it's very clear based on his definition, you were born to start your brand and to become an entrepreneur as well as do everything else. But like, I'm, which makes me so excited just for you for the next, because I, I know in your head, you, you have a 40 year plan. I, like you have a 30 year plan, a 20 year plan, a 10 year plan. I like you have these plans or at least these dreams and ideas and you were born to, to, to do that, which is just incredible. And like, I'm, I just got inspired just by hearing that. And I'm, I'm fucking stoked for you right now. Actually, I'm like jazzed up right now. Thanks bro. I mean, that means a lot, you know, and to me being an entrepreneur is like, it's, it's, it's a passion of mine. My father's an entrepreneur, you know, and he owned like back in Vietnam that, that, that was in his blood. He, he sold books as a, as a, as a kid to make ends meet for his family. You know, he, he would buy books and well, rent them out to his uh, a student, like, you know, his uh, uh, people in his class. 
so that he can make money to to give to his family. So from there, he he started selling motorcycle motorcycle parts in Vietnam, and and now he owns a cell phone business out there in Vietnam, and he's he's really successful out there. And I think I, I took a bit of that off of him, even though I don't I, I don't know him personally. But yeah. do you have any um, stories you can reflect on, like from your childhood, from like before you became uh, an entrepreneur, where it's like you know what I was actually kind of doing I was doing shit like where this kind of makes sense that this is what I like ultimately came into like as an adult is it are there any like stories like gary Vee always tells us one where he's like i used to grab scissors and cut the flowers out take it to the front door of my neighbor and sell it back to him well, it's like shit that's terrible but hilarious at the same time <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know you know what i did i, I still uh, i rented my video games man for a cheaper price in blockbuster perfect. that's exactly yeah, i so. love that you did that yeah, so, uh, you know, I used to save my money and buy video games like, you know, uh, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and, 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 I, and I collected, you know, because I, I was a big gamer. And my friends, you know, they, they, they're like, oh, man, Blockbuster had these games, but there's always, they're always out or they're so, too expensive. And I was like, mm -hmm. hey, I have these games, you know, I'll, I'll, let, I'll rent them to you for half the price. And they're like, yeah, that's fucking cool, man. <laughs> so I would go to school with, like, my backpack out. I had like these games and I would like rent them out and I'd write down the names of who rented it and how long you have it and you know and then you know video yeah, game arbitrage look at you man yeah. solving so sweet yeah, solving problems yeah, well, now I gotta know Nintendo what's your favorite Nintendo game of all time Contra Contra that's actually before me did you play you play 64 too I play 64 too yes Zelda Zelda Ocarina, Ocarina of Time was one of my favorite fucking games. <laughs> okay. What about Goldeneye? Yeah. Goldeneye is always the classic. Oh, dude. Goldeneye and Tangier are the two best, two best games ever. Bro, Goldeneye was the shit, man. We used to bring my friends over, and we'll sit there and play, you know, the Golden Gun. Oh, the like, Golden Gun. You know, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, and it's, like, it's, that intro song, you hear it, no matter where you are, you're like, oh, I want to be a child. Uh, I want to be seven <laughs> years old right now. Dude. That game was like uh, revolutionary, mm -hmm. man. There was nothing like it out there before. So, GoldenEye set set the paved the way for uh, you know for modern warfare. What the hell's going on nowadays, man? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, it paved the way for Call of Duty for all the first person shooter games. All of them. That it was the yeah. first one where it's like, whoa, wait, wait, there's something here. People, one, people were obsessed with it, but it's like for what it was then with like the whole market. Like this is kind of real. I mean, obviously it was Nintendo 64 back then. Looking back, you're like, yeah, well, I mean, no, this isn't real at all. But you're like, dude, this is th there's something here, and oh yeah, I mean now that we're talking about it, I don't know, 20 years after it came out, yeah, it made a cultural <laughs> impact. Oh, 100 percent, man, 100 percent. And I don't know if there's actually one campaign like story mode of any game I was more stoked to to, to win and beat in all of the games than Goldeneye, where it's like you get your hands on that golden gun, you're like, I did it, I'm the man, <laughs> I am the most oh, yeah. lethal person in the yeah. world right now. <laughs> yeah. Played the shit out oh of that my game. Gosh. I feel you, man. All right, so your brand is called We Go Home. Okay, so uh, I know you guys, as, as products, right, you, you guys offer apparel, you guys offer supplements, and you guys, you now have performance programs, right? Which, so we'll, we'll get into the specifics in a, in a bit too, but what does We Go Home mean? Like, what, what is the business itself? But before we even get into that, what, what does We Go Home mean? Yeah, so to me, I always tell people, We Go Home is not a brand. You know, we're not here. We're not. We're not Nike. We're not. We're not like all these people out here who are trying to just sell a brand. We go home as a movement, and what what I define as a movement is, uh, it, this is something I felt that was a calling for me from God to do. 
right? And 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 I've always heard that message in my head. You know, you, you know, you gotta you gotta get home to your family. You know, and and being in the military, going overseas, going to war, uh, going to uh, Ramadi, going to Mosul. We I we actually lost two of our sergeants uh, in the Rangers. Uh, during during their one of their tours and they, they were on their sixth seventh tour man so these guys were fucking the epitome of a, if you if you could think of what an army ranger is this these guys were brem and baraza you know and we we getting to know them working with them sleeping out in the field with them we became we became a family and and losing them was was huge and same thing here in the police department we've lost recently ella french she got shot in the head. We lost mm -hmm. Officer Jimenez. He was one of the brave officers who stormed uh, Mercy Hospital, which was like a, two years ago here in Chicago, where he took a round in the jugular and got killed by an active shooter. You know, and to me, that message, we go home, is huge because when you raise your right hand to your sword to take an oath, it's no longer about you. It's about the people to your left and right. It's about the country you serve. It's about the community. It's about your families waiting for you back home. It's the families of your officers, of your teammates that are waiting for them to go back home. So we go home. I always tell people like, you know, you can't, you have to do everything in your power, especially in this job that, that you will, you're 100% you're for sure in your career, you're gonna face adversity. And you have to prepare. You have to be mentally sharp. You have to be sharp with your skill set. You have to be physically fit. You have to be all that. Because if you think your uniform itself will deter adversity, you're in for a rude awakening. And you don't want to be that officer. You don't want to be that soldier. You don't want to be that firefighter. You don't want to be any of those individuals who rely on hope, who rely on, oh, it's not going to happen to me because it's going to happen. So you have to be ready because, like I said, if you, if you, if you don't, you're being selfish, not because, because of your teammates, because of your, of your patrol uh, you know, partner that you roll with every day. You're being selfish to his family. You're being selfish to him. If you're if you if you're not able to protect him so that he could come home to his families because there's so many people who've lost their lives even now every day in this job the 13 you know everybody they 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 put their lives on the line and they might you know and and you're not guaranteed that once you leave your house you're not guaranteed to come back in that's this is this is the type of field that we're in. So that's why, to me, we go home is so huge. It's like you got to understand that that you're when you walk out that door, you're you're not guaranteed to come back home, man. You, you're you're signing that blank check, so you better be fucking prepared to protect not only yourself but your teammates and the community that you that you uh, swore to protect and uphold. So that's where I I, I started we go home to to push that movement, like prepare because it's gonna come, and you don't want to be that individual that's not gonna be ready. You want to be that individual that once that that gunfire ricochets past you or zips past you, you can set you can set yourself back and be confident in your skills that hey, I've done everything possible to prepare for this exact moment. Not oh my god, I hope I can live through this, or you know, or going through that house of fire of that burning fire of the house to save a family. Like oh my god, all that cheeseburgers and chips that I ate and. And, and sat in a fucking couch and being lazy because I didn't think that that big fire is ever going to happen. That you prepared yourself physically for that that one moment to save that person's life and to save your your, your teammate. It's, it it's a fucking lifestyle and it's it's everything like you said and 
It's funny because I've had the utmost respect for the men and women that fight for our country, communities, police officers, firefighters, first responders, and I've never, I've never been uh, able to go down those paths. But uh, playing football, I've always been surrounded by my strength coach in college was a special forces trainer, um, and he brought special forces um, men to come talk to us one day, and his name's Jeremy Copeland, and. Um, it's funny because we use that term all the time in our room, like, hey, when the bullets are flying on Saturday night, who are you? When the bullets are flying, when the bullets are flying. And like Luke said, it's it's different when I drop a pass or I miss a block, you know. And Jeremy Copeland, um, we, he was, they were giving a speech to our team, and one of the freshmen were falling asleep in the back. And this man, Jeremy Copeland, lost his mind, and he kind of woke everybody up because he was like, you know, you guys miss a block, you guys drop a ball, it's fourth down, maybe you lose the fucking game, you know, people are going to be mad at you, he's like, I don't do my fucking job, someone dies, and like that perspective, but it's to, to take that into your job and what you're doing and to know that it's not about you, because we get so caught up in being selfish sometimes that what you do, it's your team, your community, the country, whatever, you know, who you're fighting with, and going through all those battles, and like you said, sleeping out there with those guys, and going through training, and you become that family and it's a lifestyle. If you're not at your best then you're doing everybody else a disservice. So I really appreciated that, that what you just talked about. Yeah. I, I feel like I don't, I don't want to be going to my partner's funeral because it's my fault because I didn't prepare at my utmost uh, ability because I was a lazy fuck mm-hmm. and I didn't give a fuck. You know, I don't want to be uh, looking at his family's family members in, in, in the funeral home and knowing deep down, like I could have been, that person to make the difference to save his life but i chose to be a piece of shit and eat and 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 get fat and not train and 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 just you know relied on on like like that is it's never going to happen to me attitude it's incredible like what perspective can can do uh, and like that's i think that's one thing there it's like um from someone that like looks uh Look at you, looks at you as like a fellow entrepreneur and someone who's building a movement and not just a company or not just a brand, not just a short-sighted, oh, the revenue this week was this. Like, of course you look at those things, but it's like, it's probably not the first, second, or third thing that you pay attention to at all. You know, it's just one of those things that's something you look at. Um, but I just, I, I think you sharing your message openly like that is something that is so impactful, especially if just for entrepreneurs uh, like us and creators like us and also just men in their younger 20s that are just trying to fucking figure fucking it out. spoke to me bro i'll tell you and that right now give us perspective as we're just trying to make decisions and we have choices in front of us where it's just like i don't want to do this and i know i shouldn't do this but like fuck, i'm tired i could i could do this though right now i know this is a lazy option but fuck it's right in front of me but to like get the perspective like that from you with the passion and intent that you bring even to this podcast where I, we have no idea what your work schedule's been. You may be fucking exhausted right now. You may have just deadlifted all seventeen hundred pounds like you always post on Instagram. <laughs> but you still, you still bring the boom. You still bring the energy because you know that your mission actually fucking matters so deeply. And like, whether one person listens to this or we, or like other than us, or it's just we're the only two people that like hear this. That perspective that you bring is fucking so powerful. So I, I, again, I just want to state because after what you just said, like I, I'm just. I'm really, really grateful that you, that you are like here and, and relaying your story and your message and just your your fucking mission is yeah it's awesome it's really really awesome yeah you know it's not about the money 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 is not that's not the point here you know the point is if I can save somebody's life if I can touch that one person's life and be able to hey man you know, we get I get DMs all the time like thank you for what you do thank you for 
uh, you know, your, your organization, what you put out. That really put perspective in, 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 in that I need to train harder, I need to do this. And that makes all the difference for me. If I can help people and, and, and change their course of life for the better, so that maybe, so that that day when they, they that something uh, horrible happens, God forbid, horrible happens to them, that they, they're prepared. They can sit back and be like, you know what, I, I, I'm ready for this. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to tackle this head on. Uh, I was gonna ask what your if you had some just big ass mission for We Go Home, just big ass movement wide. But uh, if you have one even further than just touching that one person's life, um, I mean, if you do have it, I'd love to know what it is. Um, but just even that is like having that one person's life be the mission is just no talking to you for as long as we have. It's just like even that. And I know how deeply like that one person's life actually is makes a fucking difference for you. It's like you are just so mission driven. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, it's, I, I do have a bigger mission. My mission is I right now, you know, what I'm doing is I'm serving the community. I'm serving. I did serve my country, but now God has called me to serve the, the servers, right? To, to, to bring uh, uh, personal development, uh, 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 mental toughness, the discipline, giving, giving these guys out there, the protectors and all of them, the, 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 key, uh, the, 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 the tools to be better, to, to not deal with uh, not only you know, uh, depression, uh, uh, suicide, because that's a big thing too, mental health, right? Because everybody thinks, that uh, since you're, you're doing all this job, that you're strong, that, you, you're, that mental health is, doesn't affect you, that suicide thoughts doesn't uh, affect you, that post-traumatic stress disorder doesn't affect you. It does. And, and, and the, 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 these protectors, they, they ball it in. Maybe they turn to alcohol. Maybe they, they, they have no one to talk to. Maybe they, they, they try to turn to these professional counselors. But these professional counselors don't walk in their shoes, don't see what they see. Don't see that dead girl that they go into that homicide. Don't see that wife that got beaten. Don't see that fucking child that got raped by her uncle. Or don't see like uh, uh, the, 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 the horrific uh, 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 acts of war, of, of innocent people getting their heads chopped off, getting their, their brains blown off. You know, they, they don't see that. You know? And what we want to do now is once we, we solidify our, 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 our warehouse, our, our HQ, we want to take care of those guys. We want to be able to bring the community together and, and, and serve those guys, serve those girls. To, to, even if they don't have that problem, it's just to give them more tools so that they can be better at their job. So that, that's, that's my mission. That's what We Go Home is about. That's what we're, that's what we're pushing towards, the community. And, and then, you know, we, I always say, it's, you know, this, is, this is created for the community by people who are in the community. And I, I want people to fucking realize that we're not a big corporation. We're not no civilian entity that is trying to make money off our first responders, you know, so that, you know, like, so that we can uh, profit from. I, I, the, the, this mission, this company is bigger than that. I want to be able to do more. I want to be able to, 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 to change lives and so that they can change the, the people, the lives of the people around them. And I always tell people that it's like, hey, man, you understand. What you're doing, there's people who look up to you. So if I can change your life and make you better at your job, you're going to be able, that person who looks up to you, is good, you're going to change their lives. And it's going to be that ripple effect of that. Like I, always, I always go through that. It's, going to be, it's that ripple effect of the pond. You're, you're that pebble. Mm -hmm. Once you drop that pebble in that pond, it's going to be that ripple effect. So that's what I want to do. I want to be able to 
to empower these guys so that they can empower others. So in, in, in the end, we can save as many lives as we can and, 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 and help them get to the next level of wherever their next level is. You're you're leading these future generations of people and leaving a legacy and leaving it better than you found it. And that's like a big thing that we talk about is like, leave something better than you found it. You pick it up, you leave it better. If you're cleaning something, leave it better than the fuck you found it. And what hit with me really hard there was you're in the fucking arena. You've seen it, like you said, you've been there. So you you can kind of put your, you're never going to see exactly what everybody else has seen or feel it, but you've been in the arena and you're taking advice from someone that's been in the arena. And that's a big thing with us is like, why would you seek permission, advice, or anything outside of somebody that's been through it or that's gone through a similar situation? So the fact that you're doing that for people, I know is huge because, I mean, I wish I had something like that, you know, just as a college athlete. So I can't imagine how, you know, going through the profession that you guys have gone through, like how beneficial that is and is going to be for the future people. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have a, a question that's uh, based off our our idea of being uncommon. What do you think you, as not even just labeled as a creator or an entrepreneur or a veteran or SWAT member, you as a person, what do you believe makes you uncommon? I I would say, um, I, don't, I don't know, man. I'm just a regular dude. <laughs> I'm just, I, I, I mean, I, I to be honest, I'm just like you, man. I, you know, I'm like everybody else. I put my pants on the same way, one, <laughs> one foot at a time. I think what, you know, I want to say separate me because I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to put myself on that level. Okay, like, okay. well, that's, this is what separates me. Right. But I, I think it's that I know my purpose. I know, I know my, my, my goal, my, 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 uh, where, where I want myself to be, I, where I want this company to be, where I want my, my friends and uh, my teammates to be. So I, I realized that it's like, Hey, it's not about me. It's not. So that's what separates me. I, I know what's on my back. Mm -hmm. I know I know the weights on my back and I, I can't let those people down. So that's what drives me every single day to push forward to to do what I do is of them, not because of me. If that makes any sense. It does. Yeah, absolutely. And and for someone like you that uh, clearly has a defined purpose for their for themselves and for their life and the mission that they're creating, do you have any advice for um kids and just younger adults younger guys like us or just like sometimes our our purpose like maybe it feels undefined or like we just we don't know what the fuck we're doing sometimes you know like do you have any advice for somebody that's like just trying to hone in on their purpose yeah so there's 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 some advice i would i would love to pass on to you guys about that not just only that just just in life in general right and i just want people to realize that life we're, we're we 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 don't control a lot of things in life we don't control the outside there's things that are happening in life. There's the cards that were dealt in life. We have no control over. And I always tell people that the one thing you, we always have control over is our fucking attitude. How, how we, we, we look at, at those problems is what really defines us. And what, what will take us to the next level is how you tackle those issues that are at you. Cause a lot of people react to the outside. Oh my God, all this is going on, you know, and they, they start to stress about it and they, they, they lose sleep and they, they and you know, and, and they just, you know, it just, they get flustered and it's just a big snowball effect and it just, they go into depression and, and, they, and they're just lost. Understand like everybody's fucking lost, right? No, like I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing sometimes, but the one, <laughs> but, but the one thing is I know is I need to come with this with a positive attitude that no matter what life throws at me at any given moment, 
as long as I give it my, my all and I, I'm focused and I'm disciplined and I, I, I spearhead through that, I know I'm going to uh, win. So for the people who are lost, I, you know, I said I in the beginning and when I was a teenager, I didn't find my way for a long time. But the one thing is don't fucking give up. Keep going. And, and, and eventually you're going to find your way. You're going to find what your God's called you to do. Or, you know, if you don't believe that, whoever your higher power is, is going to call you to do. You just got to keep seeking and keep driving every single day at it, regardless of, of, of the outcome of what you're going through. Just don't give up. Keep fucking going, and eventually you're going to fucking find out what drives you, what burns in your heart, and then from there you take that and you, you run with it. Fuck yeah. Yeah, and that you're, you're saying a lot of uh, like words and phrases and sayings and things that him and I believe so much in and keep going is definitely one of them. And I, I think another one that like goes on with that is just when you're trying to figure it out, try everything. I mean, you just taste as much shit as you can just to see what you actually like. And then once you do, keep fucking going. Figure it out of this. It's like our favorite made-up word. And that's like how we almost define keep going. It's just we don't know how to always figure it out. Again, we never know what the fuck we're doing, right? Most times it's, we have no idea. But figure it out. And then until you figure it out, just keep going. You have to. Because if you don't, no one's going to do it for you. You're, 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 if you want greatness, the only – I always tell that, and I just post that today. It's funny. It's like you know, the only person that's going to deny greatness is yourself. Right. It's always and it's always an eternal battle. People got to realize that it's, it's always a, it's you versus you. That's that's your biggest enemy. Not 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 Joe Schmo down the street. Not the, another mm-hmm. dude who's like a multi. They're, they're not your enemy. Your enemy is yourself. And if once mm-hmm. you get rid of self-doubt and you conquer yourself, everything is easy. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing that, you, that people battle with every day is those type of inner demons, you know, envy, hatred, jealousy, self-doubt. But you conquer that. You conquer yourself. And then, then you win you and everything mm-hmm. else it's regardless you're, you're gonna fucking win man and now i have a question because uh inspired by uh the guy behind you muhammad ali which i also have my favorite canvas ever uh hung up right behind me he was known for his road work his morning miles like five to seven miles every single morning regardless if he was preparing for a fight or not right uh that was his like routine staple where it's just like i don't care if like what's going on in my life this is happening i am running five to seven miles in the morning this is my road work do you have anything like that in your daily or weekly routine where it's just like, this is, this is getting done? Of course, it's the work stuff, but like in your personal routine, whether it's physical or mental or emotional, do you have something in your routine that's just, this is, this is getting done no matter what for myself? Yeah, I would say um, besides the you know, physical training, that, that's something that's already been instilled in me. It's a habit. I, I don't want I wanna, I don't wanna bring that up. I, I would say uh, uh, sit back and uh, like, more of a self-reflection on myself of like of what I have going on in my life, my, the, the uh, being grateful. Cause for a long time, I always look on what I don't have, but now mm-hmm. I, it's like now I, that's what I, I take a mental note every, every day is focusing on, Hey, you know what? The sun is hitting my face. It's not hitting my grave. You know, I, I'm grateful for this life that I have. And that's the one thing that I, I, I work on every day is being able to show gratitude and understand that no matter what the hell's going on in my life? I'm alive. I'm breathing, and uh, and not, that gives now I, I have another day to work at my goal and my dream. So, do you have a, a like a specific routine or practice behind that, or is it just just the self reflection itself? 
you know, I, I try to do that when I wake up in the morning. I, that's the first thing I try to do is like I, I reflect on my like, you know, self-gratitude of being still being alive. I don't pick up my phone uh, for, for like at least an hour from the time I wake up, you know, so that, that just gives me that just gives me an opportunity just to reflect and, and be grateful and, and, and just, you know, not before I deal with the fucks going outside of my life on my phone. I want to be able to sit back and just be like, whoa, you know, let's take this time to, you know, like I said, self-reflect, show gratitude and, 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 and trying to work on myself internally before I, I do anything else. Do you have any, uh, and I'm thinking like specifically like people of like inspirations uh, that just throughout history of just like things that they've done, things that they've stood for. Do you have any of like life inspirations that you like kind of get inspired by, of course, but like look up to for specific reasons? man there's so many people you know what i mean it's just like dude there's so many great people fucking mm -hmm. throughout history man have done so many great things and so it's really hard for me to pinpoint one but but the one thing i wanted to let people know that what all those people have in common is that they step out their comfort zone so uh i would say you know guys like as typical as like guys like bruce lee you know stepping into like America and being the first like Asian, famous Asian actor that broke into Hollywood. That's, that was, that was huge. That was huge on, on what he, he had to overcome as an, as an Asian man here uh, with the things that he dealt with, you know, and, you know, guys like, I don't know, man, I find it, dude, like, that's one thing that I, I once you start doing personal development and you st start to realize like all these people who are successful, like the ones that are untrained, they, they, they see it and, they, and then jealousy creeps in like, uh -huh. oh, they're so successful, you know, they, you know, and then they look at it like, oh, fuck that guy, you know, but no, to me, it's like, when I see people who are like successful, it's just like, man, that's like you said, I'm inspired. Yeah, that inspires the shit out of me. Yeah. So, you know, like guys, like I said, Tim Grover, I fucking love Tim Grover. Oh, yeah, I think he's an amazing individual. I mean, look what he did. He was the first personal trainer for Michael Jordan, and he hasn't trained any anybody, professional players anybody. prior to training the greatest player on earth, and he was able to do that. And I find such inspiration in, in his teaching. You know, like again, a Andy Frisella, Ed Milet, guys, like all those guys, I I, I find inspiration from man, and I, I draw all from those guys. And you know, they're all so. they're all fucking cleaners, man. They are cleaners. They're fucking cleaners, and one hundred fucking percent. I think a like a, a switch that uh, has happened in our mind, um, and it's definitely obviously happened in your mind. Uh, it's like when you study self development and you study those uh, those great people, those great men and women, and when it switches from jealousy, which is such like a minimalist thing, where it's like you think that their the pie is not big enough and their success is taken away from yours, and once you realize that actually. The only thing that could really happen is that their success can inspire you for more success in your own life. And it just gives and breeds more. It, it only creates more. It only builds the pipe bigger. It never takes away from me. And I, I think that's like the biggest uh, like flip that like just switched for me. It's when I went, because I used to be that guy when I was younger, you know, I'd be like, he's so successful or he's playing, I'm not, or this is happening. He's making money. I'm not. And like a, somebody's making money in New York doing a market, like a, in a market, like I would never even touch, but I would be like, well, why is he driving that car? Even though like it, all that should do is like inspire me, right? And like once that happened for me, it was like, oh shit, that's how life's supposed to be. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. They're all regular people before it became, they became where exactly they were. Exactly right. And that's and that's the one thing you got to realize, and that's where you you got to seek inspiration mm -hmm. from. It's like they if they can do it, we can do it. Exactly. Right. You know, you know, it's all all we need to do is just to put in the work and and, and be strategic. Got to start it. and and six. 
Yep. And success is yours. Like you said, the pie is big enough for everybody. Absolutely. You know, and, 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 and that, like I said, I, I truly, I, I'm a firm believer in the universe too. You know, <laughs> yeah. what you put out is what you exactly. get back. Exactly. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? You get so, out of life what you so, put into it. So if you put out, ne- yeah, you put out negativity, that's what the universe thinks you want. That's going to bring it back at you. The same thing with jealousy, envy, and everything else. You know, it, and if you see people who win, and if there's a little bit of jealousy in your heart, that work on mm-hmm. You should be clapping for people who win. You know, and I open and see people who are, I was like, hell yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, keep doing what you're doing. I think that's so dope, man. I always tell people that keep doing what you're doing. You're so, that's so dope. You know, and, and, and that's, I draw from that. I, I, I don't feel depleted from that. It actually, you charge right? my yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, dude, fuck yeah. Keep fucking fuck winning, yeah. dude. Let, let's do this, man. You know, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, Is there... Are there any books that have really impacted your life? Because it seems you just seem like a guy that would just have like a couple of like yours, this one, this one, or this one. That are like these are the ones that like for me at least, and that you would recommend to a couple people. Dude, you know why I like, and this is the most recent one I read is uh, fucking um, "Winning" by Tim Tim Grover, mm-hmm. and "Relentless." Relentless is another so one. Of Unreal, dude. A lot of people don't snooze on that, dude, dude. That book is fucking legit, man. It's it's even beyond like. Oh, sports. Yeah, just just the mindset, you know. Yeah, 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 you know, those are I would say are are two two of my favorite books, man. From uh, from Tim Grover and and uh, I'm getting ready. And actually, believe it or not, uh, Fifty Cent's uh, book is actually really fucking good, man. And I got a lot of respect for that guy, uh, Curtis Jackson. People think Curtis Jackson is this gangster who like smokes weed and and drink, dude. He's the total opposite. Yeah, he's actually a really smart fucking businessman, oh, yeah. you know. And, and if you read his book, you're like, oh my god, wow, Curtis, kudos, dude. You're, 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 <laughs> are you, you know, about the the laws of power book. No, uh, his other one, that hustle, hustle, whatever. Uh, let me see. I, I let me pull up right now. I can't remember the top of my head. Excuse me, I, I have the same in my library. Yeah, uh, it is his hustle harder, hustle smarter. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't read that, but actually, all right, now yeah. I'm. I've actually had a couple of people recommend that to me. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. It's, it's dude. He's he is legit. really, really like, and you can uh, hear him speak about it too. Uh, how he answers questions in interviews. And then you could really tell when he answers questions and other people just try to like make him say something bad and get him to like say something bad about other people with how he always answers. He is always positive and he supports so many other people, which is, it's so evident why he's, he's a fucking winner. Yeah. Yeah, and my other, my last one is Simon Sinek. Uh, start with why. Start with why. Oh yeah, that's one of my favorites, and, and I think people have got to really understand that you got to you got to start with a why. You got to understand your why before you can do anything, man. If you don't, you're, you're gonna you're not gonna fucking you're not gonna go far. That's a really really great speech too. Watching the video, oh, I yeah. watched that video like probably thirty times. Yeah, that book is awesome too. If you guys haven't read that book, that book is freaking. Mm-hmm. It's it's money. It's definitely Here's money, me. man. All right, last big big question. You want to ask this one? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, feel like you've you've hit it pretty on the head with all this, but pretty much, what what's your life mission statement? And like, um, was it something that's caused it? Like to this point, has it changed? Like I know, like you said, you want to just inspire and 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 uh, give back to your community. You've already served your country. You want you know to instill in that one person and give back. But I mean, if your life's mission statement. So like you said, that's your favorite book. Like. What is your why? It's simple, bro. To serve others. That's it. 
That's it, it, man. Um, I've served in, like I said, my military law enforcement side. Now I want to continue that. Now I want to serve others uh, in the bigger scheme of things, meaning bring value to their lives, being able to uh, change their lives for the better. And I think that the day that I die, as long as I'm able to change as many lives as I can, I, I, you know, I've done my, I've done my purpose in, in this world. And that's, that's, that's my, that's my goal. That's my mission statement. That's always going to be my mission statement is to serve others. So love that. Love that. Well, all right. Before we head out, where can we find Chung Nguyen? Where can we find We Go Home? Online, where, where can everybody find you? Yeah, man. Uh, my, my, so my, my IT tag needs to be Shinobi275. And I, I was like, ah, God. That's pr- now I think back and it's like, it's pretty gay. Like I'm trying to like hide under 275, <laughs> second Ranger Battalion, 75th Rangers, you know? And I was like, dude, forget that. I want people to know who I am as a human being. I'm not uh-huh. trying to hide under no freaking persona IG tag. So you, you guys can literally just find me at my name, Trung B. Win. And, you know, and same thing with my company is just, we go home. So awesome. And, uh, website is we go home.com or what? Oh, uh, it's we go home apparel.com. We go home apparel.com. Okay. So everybody listening, go check out. We go home apparel.com. Beautiful website. They're now selling for actual products. You want to talk about the supplement you dropped that you were so freaking excited about real quick? Yeah. Uh, so I, we dropped a pre-workout, you know, I'm, I'm a big supplement guy. Uh, I, I'm a person, oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a personal Thank trainer. I'm, I'm a certified personal trainer through MPTI and, and NASM. So I certified trainer in 2011. So physical, uh, being physically fit and, uh, and, and nutrition wise has always been a huge part of my life. Cause you know, I was a skinny kid growing up a buck 30 wet, soaking wet all the way until I got into the military. Right. So, uh, that, that was really played into my uh, um, self-confidence. So being able to build that through physical training and the nutrition was huge. So uh, like I said, supplements is huge for me. We dropped, you know, our first pre-workout version one uh, sold out in about less than a month. And mm-hmm. we're getting we're getting ready to drop our second version, uh, version 1.5 of the, of the no sacrifice, no, uh, no victory pre-workout in about a, a month from now. And um, it's, I just like you know. I also tell people, man, I'm, I'm not a big name uh, supplement company. You know, I'm just a I'm just a dude who wants to put good shit in a product for you. You know, and mm-hmm. I'm not trying to like make money by doing stacks because I I could have done that route like any other company, having a, a pre workout and a pump stack and a strength stack and all that. I I wanted to create something that was uh, that was going to bring value to the community. Cause I know those people in the community or the people who support community, your, your, your money, your harder money, it, it means something, you know, I'm not here to try to like, uh, to, to suck everything out. I want to bring you the best possible product for the bang of your buck. So the version 1.5 is getting ready to release again. Uh, it's, it's, I would say I, I would even go 10 times better than the, the, their initial formula. We made it even better. And we're going to talk about that once we release this video with Matthew Nickerson, who owns Cellflow 6. And we're going to go into how I created even a better product than what we uh, launched. And, you know, we're getting ready to release another product. I can't say much. It's going mm-hmm. to be staggered, but it's going to be like about a month apart or three weeks apart. It, that's going to be innovative too. And I can't wait to, to talk about that product. And we got um, uh, multiple other products in line to be released uh, very shortly from there too. So. That's so awesome. And then real quick, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the performance programs? Yeah. So growing, uh, getting ready to join the Ranger regiment, getting ready 
to prepare for, for the SWAT team, to go into law enforcement, uh, I didn't have a program out there to physically prepare me. So now from my experience, from Spencer's experience, who is on our team, he's the head of our performance division. He's, he's an active duty Green Beret right now with 7th Group, you know, oh. fucking squared away guy. He's, he's the man. Um, so we decided to put our heads together and, and, and took what we've learned from my uh, personal training background, through his background, through my Ranger background, and combine and create programs for the individuals who want to prepare for that type of field or not even that. If you just want to be that physically fit, if you want that functional fitness. Yeah is what we created for, for them through these programs. We're, we've written programs now that will cater to what you want to do. You want to get stronger? You want to, you, you, you want to build more endurance? You want to, you know, you want to be a, a calisthenic freak? You want to prepare for you know, a, a SWAT team, join law enforcement? We're getting ready to release a fire one. You know, so we're, we're, we're going to nail it all down for everybody, okay. and, and not just for those, but for those who support too, support too who wants to be fit. Fuck yeah, that's awesome, man. That's amazing. That's just... Again, guys, one of the most mission-driven people, again, for sure we've ever had on the show, but for sure one of the most mission-driven people I've ever had the honor of meeting, yes. speaking to. Um, so the fact that you got on here and let us interview you and just ask you questions about your life and about your mission, about your, your movement, everything, we really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. No, man, you guys are awesome, man. Like I said, I'm just a regular dude. I, I'm honored to be a, a part of your, your guys' podcast, and it, it means a lot to me. And, I love what you guys are doing too. So, just keep keep killing it, man. The more, and I like the way you're you're going with your Instagram page, bro. Appreciate it. I think I think that's really. I think it's I think it's freaking dope as shit. And continue doing what you're doing, man. You got my support for sure. Thank you, man. Really appreciate that, man. You've been an inspiration. And yep. um, again, just thank you so much. No, thank you guys. I appreciate you guys.